0: Hi, this is Donna Otto, and I wish you a very blessed Christmas as we begin to wind down the year December the end of December 2021. I hope you take some time to think about the end of the year, but more than that, I hope you spend a few minutes every day thinking about what this Christmas celebration is about. Of course, you know what Homemaker stands for and what we intend to do with everything we provide, from our website and free resources to tools that are Available for purchase, we still have some Christmas books left. If you haven't finished your shopping and want to order them, we'll get them right out to you. Um, and we are finishing these discussions about Christmas, about Advent, about the characters. Um, we've looked at the women of Christmas. We've looked at Mary. and today I want to look at a man whose name was Simeon, Simeon. Simeon and Anna. now, Anna is my favorite name in the world, and of all the Bible characters, Anna is my favorite character in the Bible. They were prophets. In a modern society, the elderly are rarely held in high esteem. I'm leaping toward that category, if I'm not already there. The elderly Part of the society. They are often shunted off to senior citizens' homes where they are cared for by professional staff rather than their own families. We seem to be saying that their usefulness has passed, and the increasing tolerance of euthanasia underscores that strong belief. This is not God's attitude. Simeon and Anna are the senior citizens of Luke's version of Jesus' birth. Oh, Oh, if if you said to say to me, why is that Anna, why is it that Anna proves to be well, because Anna was an old woman in the church who was known for prayer. They are the senior citizens of this story, this account of Jesus' birth, and they know and understand more than anyone else. Of all the people that the Jerusalem streets were teeming with the day that Jesus was named, the rich, the powerful, the young, the holy, only Simeon and Anna are given insight into who is really being carried into the temple. We know the other side of the story. And we think if Mary and Joseph came in with the baby, we'd be saying, look, look over there, there's the Savior. But they didn't know that. Anna and Simeon did. And that was because God gave them that privilege because they were the kind of people who saw the clear vision of what God was doing. And God had placed a great value on Anna and Simeon that he does not think he is wasting his wisdom, his information on two old folks. Rather, they were two seasoned seniors who had done great work for the kingdom. So Jesus is named. And this part of the scripture is uh, Luke chapter two, verses 21 through 35. And after eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child. And he was called Jesus the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So now we have these names that keep popping up, and they're not the kind of names that the Jewish uh, kin would be giving their children. Um, Now, of course, Jesus, the Messiah, those are wonderful names. But you didn't name your child that. So Joseph and Mary are keeping this law, which is still the law of Moses. And according to the law of Moses, parents of a male, not female, newborn were to circumcise him on the eighth day. You can see why they can't circumcise a woman. (laughs) That's kind of funny, I think. The mother of a male baby was ceremonially unclean for 33 days after her son's circumcision. So you got that now? 33 and 8. How much is that? And then on the 40th day, after the birth, the mother was to take an offering to the t- to the temple. Well, the offering, in their case, because they were poor, was uh, not the usual lamb, but they had um, a very dove uh, offering, which was very um, a, a poor representation. The firstborn child was to be presented to the Lord, and a redemption price was paid because the child belonged to the Lord they were not to be his parents. The purification concerned the mother and the presentation concerned the newborn. Okay, so this day has come. And Simeon demonstrated the three essentials of Old Testament piety. And they describe him here in this passage. When the time came for the purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem as it was written. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law, a pair of turtle doves or two pigeons. Now that was a peasant's offering. They knew that these were not wealthy people. Remember, they don't know that this is God. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And here comes his qualifications. He was righteous and devout. And looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. People ask a lot of questions like, where was the Holy Spirit? Was the Holy Spirit doing his work before Jesus came, or after Jesus came, when Jesus said he had to go away so something else could come? That was the Holy Spirit. Where was? Well, here is where it was. The Holy Spirit has always been a part of the work of God, and it has rested on this man it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Now, let me ask you, if I call you up on the phone and I tell you, it's been revealed to me that I know the day Jesus is coming. I know the day the Messiah is coming. That's basically what he's what he's, he's believed. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he would not die. Now, Simeon and Anna are both old folks. I don't know that I've ever read anywhere that describes about how old they were. Okay, But here they are, and now God, through the Holy Spirit, has told him that he will not die till he sees the Messiah. Do you know how many years they've been waiting for this Messiah? Do you know how they're looking for the Messiah? You know what the Messiah is supposed to look like, don't you? On a big horse and gold clothes and he- big. And, and now there's a baby coming in. But guided by the Spirit, Sim- Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, Now you are dismissing your servant, me, Simeon, in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentile and a glory to your people of Israel. Ah! Now, I kind of want to come back to Mary. I know we're not talking about Mary. We're talking about Simeon. But if I were Mary, the mother, and this old guy who is well known at the church for being a prophet, a righteous man, a holy man, a devout man, a man who was very seriously looking for the Messiah's coming, and he said these things, I'm sure I'd just start bawling. I think I'd just start bawling and the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said to him and then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother not to his parents but to his mother not to Joseph but to Mary this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and the sword will pierce your own soul too. Think about 40 days after you gave birth. If you're a mom who gave natural birth, 40 days afterwards, she takes her baby, does what's necessary, brings their little offerings, following the laws of the church, and this old guy says these powerful words, not only in front of her, but to her. Powerful word. This song of Simeon, uh, is, is held in high esteem because he recognizes that this is the end. This is the end for him. I was talking to my husband about this and I said, how do you think you would feel if the Holy Spirit told you this and this and this, and then this and this and this was coming to pass? Like, Would you say this is it? It's over. It's done. We're out of here. Let's let's go home. Let's have a pizza. Let's let's do something to celebrate because this is the end. Because I waited for this, and God promised I would see it, and now I've seen it, and this is the end. Well, I'm just going to read the few verses to you about Anna. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phineel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple. Did you hear that? She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. I'm sorry, that always catches me. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redness of Jerusalem. Now it's two things I really like, many more, but this is a representation, this piece of scripture, very important historical data about the birth and the Messiah and doing what the laws of the land in Jewish culture did. Circumcision, eight days, 33 days, 40 days to the temple, bringing their offering. All that's just sort of sing song. Everybody does that. But in this case, there are these two people. So we have Mary, the mother who's never slept with a man. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Jewish people and the Jewish rites. We have an old man and an old woman. Well, this is... America 2021, this is the world 2021. And if we've ever been talking about equality and social justice and things that matter with regard to respecting one another, God just, he just opens up how many verses from from 21 to 36, he says it all right there. Like there's an old guy, there's a, a woman who who bears a child who hasn't been with a man, there's an the old woman, there's, there's the fulfillment of God's prophets, there's the Holy Spirit, there are the people in the church, like we're all there. Red and yellow, black and white, old and young, men and women, we're all there. And this song of Simeon, which seems quite extemporaneous, is also a part of who he was. He was a prophet. And these words come from passages found in the book of Isaiah, and I'm not going to go into that today. I think I've gone far enough for um, today's lesson. I do want to read to you one paragraph um, about the work of Isaiah the light of the revelation to the Gentiles, the child's destined to falling and rising. Simeon is called a man who is devout. And um, what's the other word, his name? He's devout and looking forward to the consolation and he is righteous. Okay, so how did he get to be devout and righteous? Well, he has consumed his life with the word of God. And in this case, he's really echoing back what looks like a very spontaneous song, the song of Simeon. And it's not because these passages, these sentences are phrases taken right out of Isaiah. And Isaiah plays a very big part in the Christmas story. So this is N.T. Wright, one paragraph. Isaiah 40 through 55, the chapters taken as a whole is all about the unveiling of divine covenant, faithfulness and overthrowing the gods of Babylon and liberating God's people. It anticipates, in other words, a new exodus. But this poem, this poem that Simeon has just spoken, is also from start to finish about the way in which this act will involve the ultimate forgiveness of Israel's sin, how this will be done through faithful obedience of a strange figure who is at one in Israel, and at another level stands over and against Israel, representing the people and doing for them what they cannot do for yourself. And people say, what's the big deal about the theology of the scripture? What's the big deal about understanding? Well, I think the big deal about it is, here we're reading Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2. And talking about it for days and days and weeks, millions of books have been written about these two chapters. And we get to this nearly the end of chapter two, and we see this scenario of Simon and Anna. And we see the devout righteousness of this man who lived his days in the temple as Anna did, praying and learning and reading and understanding. And then Christ honors them by letting them see the Messiah. Uh, There's a very personal representation here in this um, event, not just the birth of Christ and this presentation and the temple. We usually don't get to this part. We get to the birth of Jesus, the shepherds and the angels and the wise men, and then we sort of move on. Uh, But I think the important part of this is that these two people were very serious about understanding the whole of God. And because they understood the whole of God, the old covenant, what was promised to the Messiah, they were inordinately blessed as a part of God's plan for the both of them to see the Messiah, to see and know that he was the Messiah. Because all those men and women of the gospels that you see and read, they, they didn't believe it. He wasn't. They crucified him, but not Anna and Simeon. And the Song of Simeon is uh, straight from the heart of the book of Isaiah, and it brings together the Old Covenant, the New Covenant, God's ultimate message. This is not a hoax. This is not just about Mary, who was a virgin. This is about a well laid plan for you and I, for you and I, a plan that will allow us to come face to face with God, with Jesus. And I pray that if this Christmas season is the season for you to renew your vigor and love for Father, Son, and Spirit, for you to acknowledge the ways that you have left your relationship with Christ, or if you've never had a relationship with Christ, I pray that these days you will open your heart anew and be refreshed with the Word of God and the miracles of the birth of Jesus, which we celebrate during December. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers, and it's been my delight to be with you and talk to you about this amazing account of the birth of Jesus. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day today of believing.